Welcome to the Brew Crew Review Podcast, the show by fans for fans of your Milwaukee Brewers. Hello and welcome back to the Brew Crew Review, our second podcast of the week here in the Brewers opening week of the season here in 2019. Lots of optimism for Brewer fans and uh, joined here on the set today by the great man himself, Mr. Scott Bartell. Scott, how are you today? Uh, doing great. Hope everybody's ready to talk some Brewers baseball. All right. And we are also joined by two special guests on our program because we don't actually know where Craig and Chad are currently located, uh, unless they called you, Scott. But um, we, we have got author Chris Zantow. Chris, how are you today? Doing great. Outstanding. Here. And yeah, glad you could join us, unlike a couple of our co-hosts. And also back from a long hiatus, 2007, I believe it was his last show with the Brooker Review, is Joe Travato. Joe, how are you today? I am doing great. It is fantastic to be back. Uh, and I'm doing even better because I just listened to the Cubs lose on a pass ball to end the game in Texas, and that is fantastic news. That is a dynamite intro, and for a guy who missed opening day, it's one step back towards redemption uh, amongst your fellow Brewer fans. <laughs> so thanks for, thanks Thank for your you. service. But, boy, yeah, you missed a great opening day. <laughs> um, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, you should be. All right. Well, we are uh, we're back for the trivia component, our our around the horn rapid nine segment here in the uh, Brook Review podcast. And the author of the questions this week was not the author, nor was it the journalists that are currently on our set, but it was actually Scott. Scott, uh, how did you do on your questions today? Did you and the interns come up with some good ones? Um, the interns were of zero help at all, and in fact, all I asked uh, for them, I just told them. Hey, as long as you give me a beer by the time we actually start doing this podcast, that's really all I want from you at this point, and I'll take it from here. And I'm sitting here without a – oh, hang on. Yep, they're running it over. All right, here we go. Okay. All right. Thank you. And you're fired. <laughs> that's great. You know – What's, what's funny is that not only are you a tough taskmaster, but this is our second take at this, and I heard you crack one open not more than five minutes ago, but um, neither here nor there. Vince, that's fourth wall stuff. You can't see that. Oh, sorry about that. Okay. Oh. Um, well, without further ado, Scott, why, why don't you take us into the first inning of your uh, brilliant, I'm sure, trivia question. All right. Okay, so this is a rapid nine. There are no wrong answers unless, I guess, we disagree for whatever reason. Uh, but we're just going to, yeah, go. We can't say around the horn, but we're just going to go through it. Um, Vince, I'll actually have you bat lead off. Uh, All right. Then I'll have that followed by uh, Joe and Chris, and then I'll, I'll bat clean up. How's that sound? That's fine. we got a full infield here today. Let's do it. Okay, so we'll go in that order, and here we go for question number one. Uh, do you prefer your Milwaukee Brewers in the AL or the NL? Boy, that's a great question. I did see that um, either you or the interns put that out on social media earlier today. Um, so I was thinking about this a little bit. I, I prefer the American League. And it's not that I don't like the National League. It's, it's just because it's what I grew up with. You know, if you're of a certain age demographic, you probably were upset when the Brewers played in the AL when they first joined uh, Major League Baseball because you were a Braves fan. But for those of us that are of a certain age and saw the Brewers playing teams like the Orioles and the Yankees and uh, the Indians and other teams every year at Miller Park or at County Stadium and got used to that, 
um, I think that you develop an affinity for, for what you had as a youth. So my pick is the American League for that reason. All right, good pick, Joe. You know, yeah, I, I have to uh, I have to agree. I, I would go with the American League. In fact, Vince and I have had a number of conversations about this very topic over the years, and I grew up same way, uh, at least in my early you know early baseball fandom, uh, loving Cal Ripken Jr. and Ken Griffey Jr. and and watching the Orioles and Mariners come into town, and then certainly some of those early great Yankee teams of that that late 90s dynasty and uh so yeah i i would i do i'm gonna stick with uh, with the american league though I, I really do love the brewers cubs rivalry that has developed in the nl central and uh, and and at times the brewers cardinals rivalry has been very entertaining as well um uh, and I, I think that the chicago rivalry is stronger right now uh with the cubs than it was with the white Sox, but uh, I, I guess from pure nostalgia purposes, I stick with the American League as well. All right, Chris. Well, let's go three for three. I'm also going with the American League. I have to toss it back to the AL East. And back when the Brewers, late 70s, early 80s, that was an incredible division. You looked at Baltimore, Boston, New York, and even the even the lesser teams like Detroit, They they started to come around later on and and it was a really tough division. And again, I, you know, I have to echo the nostalgia of it. And some of those rivalries were just intense and insane. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that, you know, normally with a lot of those shows, they just have like, um, you know, one person be the detractor from everybody else, but we don't really do that. So um, I'm just going to go with the AL as well. Uh, so yeah, we're all going to be uh, in unison with that. Uh, I personally, I, I actually just think that I, I love the NL style of baseball, but I think maybe the, uh, the old AL Central, Indians, Royals, Twins, White Sox, uh, and Brewers, I think that that was a little bit easier to compete in. And uh, I absolutely loved the Brewers-Twins rivalry. I love Twins fans, cannot stand Cubs fans. So uh, that may have more to do with me. And then the rivalry between us and the, the White Sox back in like the Phil Garner era uh, was also a, a pleasure for me as well. But um, all right, let's go to inning number two. Um, what is the better opening weekend giveaway, the magnetic schedule or the Jesus Aguiar bobblehead? Oh, man. So I did go to the game today. I did get an Aguiar bobblehead. Um, I'm going to go with the schedule though, guys. I think that the schedule is awesome because it's something that you actually use every day uh, throughout the course of that upcoming season. And um, yeah, I'll just go with the schedule. I think it's practical. All right, Joe. Yeah, I, I, uh, it, it's weird that Vince and I are agreeing on things right now, but uh, I, I think that the magnetic schedule is, uh, as like Vince said, it's something that I use every day. It graces my uh, my kitchen refrigerator, and uh, I, I would say I look at it almost every day between now and, and the end of September. So it becomes, ironically, a big part of my life. And uh, not that I don't love the bobbleheads, but that schedule is, is one of my favorite things. All right, Chris. Even though I'm a bobblehead collector, I'm going to go with the schedule and I'm going with the pure practicality of it. And I also hang it 
prominently on my fridge, reference it and everything. And I know I can do that on the internet and, and on my phone and whatever, but it, it's just nice to have. And half of the bobblehead games, I don't make it to anyway. So they wind up being just from my wife and my mother on my birthday or we eBay them or whatever. So yeah, I have to go with the schedule. All right. Well, uh, this segment sucks. It's gone horribly wrong. Uh, I'm also going with the schedule. Um, I, uh, I, I'm just trying to come up with a different reason at this point of why I think it's the schedule. I mean, to me, the schedule is, uh, it's a, it's a symbol of opening day is here. And like you said, you get to look at it, you know, for all year, but, um, it's just, yeah, it's a symbol that this is it. Like we have baseball again after this long wait. And I, I really appreciate that. I don't, I, I like bobbleheads. Uh, the nostalgia factor isn't quite where it once was because it, the bobblehead is kind of going like a little bit like the way of the baseball card. Like there's too much going on now at this point. So I wish they'd scale it back actually a little bit. Six bobbleheads per team is a little crazy, but uh, still fun. Still fun. Um, just so you guys know. Yeah, and wait. Oh, go ahead, guy. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say that the fans actually said uh, 85% say that they'd rather the Brewers be in the National League, and 67% uh, would rather have the Aguiar bobblehead. So we disagree with them. Well, let's just point out that the Twitter demographic may be steering younger, so they don't necessarily know that the Brewers played in the American League. and. Um, you know, with the schedule thing, I don't know who knows, but whatever. Maybe they don't have wives or girlfriends yet who get mad about a bunch of stuff cluttering up the house that's baseball related. <laughs> we love our Twitter fans. I just want to say this man does not represent us. <laughs> uh, and with that, a uh, quick segue, awkward segue to inning number three. Which Cardinal uh surprised you most with a great series against the Brewers? Um, well, it's not Paul Goldschmidt because everyone expected him to do pretty well. Um, yeah, uh, actually Michael Waka pitched a little bit better today than I thought, um, he was due to pitch like, um, so I'll say him, although Colton Wong also is a candidate. Yeah, let's, let's go with Colton Wong. All right, Joe, sorry. You guys could just jump in. If you know that we know the batting order, okay. you have to wait for me, but otherwise I'll cue you. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, I was going to say Colton Wong, his performance on opening day is what really uh, it really surprised me. I, I I guess I didn't – he wasn't really on my radar screen heading into the series as a, uh, as a major power threat, and then he cracks two homers on opening day, and that was certainly unexpected for me. So, I, yeah, Colton Wong is my nominee. All right, Chris. Well, I'm gonna have to say uh, I'm gonna have to say Yadier, Yadier Molina. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Waka because I think that every time the Brewers play against him, they're they're due to tee off against the guy, and they certainly didn't do that today. He kept him off balance and pitched yeah. pretty well. So yeah, definitely Waka as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I think he has something like a 6-0 record against us, but luckily he did not get the win today or back on Sunday, I guess. But, um, yeah, um, I'm actually going to go with Wong only because uh, as a rookie, I drafted him on my fantasy team, and he, uh, he was pretty decent. And then last year he really kind of fell off a cliff and never really got his footing. Um, 
And so uh, the Cardinals, I guess, did a pretty good job, at least, you know, based on all of four games in that small sample size uh, of not selling low on him and giving him the opportunity. And yeah, he definitely had a great series. Uh, but yeah, let's go on to inning number four. Oh, wait, hey, hey, Scott, I was just going to say maybe Andrew Miller should be a candidate because he actually gave up a home run to the Brewers in our loss a couple nights ago. That was a bit unexpected. Yeah, and he can't apparently get lefties out. So, yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> you can have a bad surprise. Absolutely. Yeah, that would work. I mean, it's okay. just who surprised you. So, yeah. 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 All right. Yeah, good honorable mention then. Um, okay, inning number four. Um, if you could only have one pitcher work the ninth inning for the Brewers for the rest of the year and you cannot pick hater or a starter – currently in the rotation who on earth would you pick um so one guy to close is currently not josh Hader. um i would go with brandon did you say not in the starting rotation either yeah no i made it really difficult yeah you did so no woodruff okay um i guess i'm gonna boy i that's a really really tough question um Craig Kimbrell, can we say him? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go Alex Wilson, I suppose, because we don't really know what he's got yet. I don't I don't think you can pick Claudio because he's more of a lefty specialist. Um, so, yeah, we'll go Wilson. All right, Joe, what do you think? Yeah, this is a tough one. Um, Having Jeffress on the shelf right now is uh, is, is tough. Um, I would like to go with him, but uh, for the sake of discussion, I guess I'll uh, try to throw somebody else out there. And I will feel like a uh, – <laughs> you know, I'm just for the sake of being uh, uh, different, I, I'm just going to throw a complete curveball out there and say Junior Guerra. No, oh, it's a good nice. pick. It's a good pick. A bad pick. Yeah, it's not a bad well, pick. Well, <laughs> hey, Chris, what do you say? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go along with Vince and and go with Wilson. All right. Um, I'm I'm actually wow. I'm I'm actually gonna go with Taylor Williams. I think he has the stuff to be a closer. I don't think he's ready yet, but. Um, I think that over the course of the season, I, I think that he can get there relatively quickly. And I guess the whole point of this question was just to kind of show, like, uh, after Hayter, like, our our bullpen's in a little bit of trouble with the injuries. I mean, it's it's kind of interesting. But, um, yeah, I, I struggled to have an, have an answer for that. Somebody asked me that earlier, and I thought, eh, that'd probably be a good rapid nine question. Uh, yeah. Good one. All right. Let's see here. All right, moving on uh, to inning number five, um, which – okay, this is another kind of caveat one. Which AL Central rivalry do you miss the most? And by AL Central, I mean Indians, Twins, Royals, or White Sox. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Um, I'm going to go with the Indians, and the reason I say that is probably, again, the era that I grew up in, but those 90s teams, maybe, maybe it wasn't much of a rivalry, but um, – the Indians were really good during those years and uh, really enjoyed seeing them come to Milwaukee. Um, 
the you guys probably remember the Albert Bell uh, Fernando Vina moment at second base. There was definitely some tension between the teams, and um, I also think that the cities are fairly similar when you're looking at Milwaukee and Cleveland. You've got two kind of rust belt industrial awesome cities on Great Lakes that um, neither team has seen a world championship within the past like 60 years. So yeah, I'm going to go with uh, the Indians. I would say that uh, I, I think the Indians are a great pick actually for a lot of the reasons Vince mentioned. Uh, and also of course we have the common uh, major league heritage as in the movie yeah. major league. But um, I'm, I'm going to go with the twins actually. Uh, the, the, uh, the twins as uh, someone alluded to earlier, I think, I, I just I enjoy that rivalry with the with the fans. I, I think there's it's, it's the one place where Brewer fans really travel well. Like when you know they they really make their presence known up in Minneapolis, and uh, and frankly, you know, Twins fans tend to travel pretty well to Milwaukee too. So, uh, but it's not the same kind of. There's not like the hatred rivalry so much uh, as there is with uh, with the Chicago team. It seems where it gets a little rowdy. It's it's almost more like our brothers from Minnesota versus the, the hated Chicago. And so it's a, it's, it's a little more of an amicable rivalry, but I, I just, I just really enjoy those games. And uh, cause I think Minnesota is just culturally really aligned a, a lot closer with Wisconsin than Illinois is. Yeah. Good pick Chris. I'm going to go with the White Sox. I actually noticed that tweet earlier and answered White Sox. I, the era that I grew up in, when you got outside of the AL East, the White Sox, that was like a huge rivalry at the time. And it just seemed to be intense. It was, you know, it was a kind of hatred rivalry, as Joe mentioned. But sometimes there were some good things that came out of it. I was at a game with my dad and a White Sox fan spilled a beer on him as he was going down the aisle and the guy actually was nice and, and bought my dad a bought my dad a beer which my dad didn't complain at all but it was it was always interesting those those games in the 80s and late 70s yeah i think these are uh, these are all good picks and when i look at this division i think indians respect twins respect royals respect white Sox get bent like i could not stand the White Sox team. I just think of like Scrap Iron Phil, like, uh, you know, getting in brawls and all that kind of fun stuff uh, and hijinks that would happen with the White Sox. And the White Sox don't travel, so I don't have to deal – well, their fans don't travel, so I don't have to deal with <laughs> sitting next to me there uh, typically. So that works out pretty well too. Um, all right, now I got a couple beer-related questions. Uh, inning number six. Um, this is for uh, out-of-towner, so if you're visiting Miller Park or if you're just in the Milwaukee area, what's your favorite Wisconsin beer that you have to have them try? Um, all right, so I'm going to have a weird pick, and I know that it's probably not going to be a common one, but there's one beer at Miller Park, which much to my regret I did not actually have when I was back home here this weekend, but um, Barrel Man Ale is only sold at the stadium or within, I think, a mile of Miller Park. And I am a big fan of that beer. And uh, Joe can attest that on many opening days, we will enjoy a barrel man uh, uh, at the stadium after coming in from the parking lot. So I think that the barrel man ale would be my one weird, unique recommendation. 
I figured Vince was going to pick that one because I know he uh, he makes it a tradition to uh, to get that when he's at Miller Park. I yep. I am going to go with uh, the Lakefront Brewery, and I say River West Stein is probably my favorite beer, followed closely by uh, their fixed gear as well. The, I think it's the fixed gear red ale, if I if I'm remembering it correctly. But uh, those two beers are are Milwaukee Musts. Awesome. All right, Chris. Well, it's not a Milwaukee beer, but uh, New Glarus Spotted Cow. I grew up about probably about eight miles from that brewery. The brewery wasn't there when I grew up, but it's big time around the Madison area. And yeah, I see it's you know making its way to other places like Miller Park. Yeah, and on that note, Chris, really quick, I'll tell you that now living out of town, that people that are outside of, um, you know, Wisconsin have heard of it, and you can't buy it, like, on the East Coast anywhere. So people uh, have even requested that I bring some back to them uh, from from, from uh, Wisconsin. Yeah, you guys all had really great answers. Actually, River West Sign was, like, one of my first, like, sort of craft beers that I really got into, and it's phenomenal. And uh, Nuglaris has not done much wrong. Uh, Spotted Cow would actually, <laughs> that was indeed my pick. Uh, but I'll, I'll also give an honorable mention to a beer that they don't do anymore, which I think is called Road Slush, uh, which I believe was like an, I think it was an oatmeal stout. But uh, that got me through a couple winters. So that's a, a great beer as well. Uh, in number seven. Um, Scotty, I thought you preferred the Dob at that uh, liquor store in West Dallas. The Dob beer that they sold for like four bucks a case. Well, yeah, four bucks for twenty-four bottles. I mean, how could I <laughs> not do this? And it was right next door to the studio. Like, I feel like oh, I know. Well, get a couple cases of Dob, you know? Absolutely. No aware, yeah. Stuff is phenomenal. Um, all right, inning number seven here. A uh, little bit of a change. Uh, what beer do you use to cook brats in? I assume that. Probably everyone has made beer brats at some point in their life if they've ever even been in Wisconsin more than five minutes. So I'd like to hear what beer you use. So I think for that one, um, you know, our answer is maybe similar, maybe not. But I, I'd prefer a cheap beer uh, or maybe a more mainstream beer for rock cooking. Uh, number one, you don't want to waste it. Number two, it, it tastes just as good when you boil it. So um, I probably would do a Miller Lite or a PBR. <clears throat> I, I go with the uh, I go with the High Life or a Miller Lite typically for for boiling brats uh, for honestly the same reasons I, and for whatever reason it just it's a nostalgia thing I think uh, growing up that was uh, typically what our father would put on uh, or use when he was when he was cooking his brats as well. Awesome. I also have a I also have a, a beer from my dad's past. He was a big ham drinker. He was a cheap beer guy and so i generally use hams for beer brats and then as a maybe a second choice milwaukee's best there you go yeah we can relate to that chris uh, that's yeah. a good pick actually all of those picks are absolutely phenomenal um in order i would actually i was high life is my my kind of go-to and then uh after that i would go with milwaukee's best and then after that if i have to get really obscure there was a beer that i used to drink uh in my younger days that was a lacrosse lager i'm pretty sure you could buy that for uh it was like eight bucks for a 24 pack so 
I, I had a college roommate who uh, was from lacrosse, and he always was bringing lacrosse lager into uh, into our apartment. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, we are almost done here. Inning number eight. All right, this is a weird one. If you could pick one Cardinal, just pluck them from their starting rotation, drop them on the Brewers, um, who would you steal? Uh, I mean, Bob Gibson. Well, oh, okay. That's, that's a phenomenal pick. Um, let me say that <laughs> your, your choices are um, uh, Mikolas, Flaherty, Hudson, Waka, and Wainwright are, are their current uh, starting five. Yeah. So Wainwright's pretty old at this point, although I know he's a favorite of um, our anonymous source, Tom Carter. Got, so um, maybe – that would be a good pick, according to our anonymous source. But um, yeah. I guess I'd go Waka if he's, if he's recovered from his injury. All right. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to stick with uh, Michael Waka as well. I, I think uh, he would actually probably complement the Brewers staff pretty well. Uh, and I, that's that's who I would. That's how I'd pick. I'd say even though uh, about a year ago, before Nicholas went to the Cardinals, I kind of thought maybe the Brewers should grab the guy. I'm also going to go with Michael Waka. All right. Great picks. Uh, I would actually, because I'm in win now mode, I, I would go with Miklas. Uh, I, I also drafted him in fantasy and uh, got him really late for some really good value. But um, if we're looking for the long term, I'd go with Flaherty just because he's, he's young and has a lot of good potential. But let's see here. Let's move it along. Hey, Scotty, did did uh, did Tom make a new pick, or did he choose Wainwright? Tom Carter, anonymous source. Um, I I think Tom said Waka because he was just like, well, yeah, he's like all the guy does is win at Miller Park, so. Okay. Yeah, but okay. he also asked that you if you mentioned him as an anonymous source. Like here, it's fine because it's just in passing. Um, but like maybe just go with Tom C or T Carter. Okay. But not both. I, okay. So not Tom <laughs> Carter, just Tom C or T Carter. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Okay. No, we'll, we'll get it. We'll get it. Um, and then, uh, all right. Inning number nine here. And this is, uh, only because, uh, let's think back to that, uh, amazing, uh, three out of four, uh, series win against the Cardinals. What's better a walk off hit or a game saving home run, Rob? Oh, man. Oh, man. Because we were playing at home, I'm going to go with the game-winning hit. But, boy, they were both pretty awesome and had the pleasure of being there for both of those experiences in the last few days. That was awesome. Uh, but we'll go with the game-winning hit. I like, I like the Gatorade bath, all that stuff. That was, that was cool today. Yeah, I got to go with the walk-off as well because the, the, game-winning, or the, the game-winning catch at the wall is – is is a is a near miss if you really think about it. it you know that could easily end in disaster. Uh, yeah. Whereas the whereas the the, the walk off hit is uh, is very uh, clear cut uh, and decisive. All right. I'm also going to go with the. I'll also go with the walk off. That was just tremendously exciting. The run into the all field and the team. You know, and not that that didn't happen with the you know, with the catch either, but it was that, that whole vibe and just the build up to it, you know, the, the catch that just happens really quickly and it's on one play, but you know, this inning, 
if you go back through it, you know, Ben Gamble getting on, you know, and then Kane and you've got the, you know, the runners on base and no one out. And it's like, you, you pretty much are forced to, to face down the middle of the lineup at that point. So that I thought was, was huge. And just the way it all played out. Hey, Chris, and really quick, um, you and I were both at the game today. I, I, we were talking about this on the first show before um, you hopped on. I don't think, I don't think many people left early today. You know, it seemed like everybody was really into the game this afternoon. Do you have that sense as well? I did too, because I generally look for that. And when they, when they play the, I like to move it, move it late in the game. A lot of times I would joke, you know, in seasons past that it was like, I like to move it toward the exit. And that was generally when people were getting up and getting out of there because, oh, they're down by three runs they'll never, you know, or two runs or four runs. They'll never come back. And I didn't get that sense today. Yeah. No, it was awesome. Yeah, um, I, um, I I would say that that is an absolutely phenomenal walk-off hit, especially because the, there were a lot of things going on with this walk-off. I mean, first, you got a guy who's supposed to be untouchable at um, that's throwing 101 miles an hour, and he's he's getting tagged, which is great. But um, uh, the the center fielder diving and then not quite being able to come up with it to cut it off, that might hold Kane at third. And there's sort of, you know, like, will he or won't he score? And he makes it in sliding, like, and then the celebration. There's a lot going on. Um, having said that, I, I think the home run Rob is always great because it has that risk-reward kind of factor going on, like the, oh, no, oh, no. And then you're like, yes, now we can all celebrate. So that's really cool, too. But let's see here. Scotty, to your point, uh, remember early on last season when the Brewers tagged uh, Greg Holland in one of those early games, the Cardinals closer in 2018, and it was pretty awesome because it really did set the momentum. And remember, at that time, he was considered to be pretty untouchable. Uh, so I, I'm hoping that the same holds true for the Cardinals here in 2019 as well. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, actually, I have um, – I don't know if you guys just heard my dog bark in the background. I figure I may as well do a little bonus baseball here. Um, we, we recently acquired uh, a puppy, and we decided to name it Bailey. Uh, she's a wonderful dog. But um, we, we definitely threw out some uh, brewer names also to see uh, what we could potentially name her. I was wondering, what is the best brewer name for a dog? Well, guys, I got to defend my own dog, uh, who uh, at least two of you guys have met. Um, my dog name is banjo his first name but i acquired him during the playoffs in 2011 and uh his middle name is brawny so it's banjo brawny is his name like on his veterinarian forms and everything oh nice i have i i've got to go with hank uh, i think hank is a great name for a dog but i am not referencing hank the ballpark pup in fact i i am a, a staunch uh uh, adversary of Hank. I'm, I'm not a fan of Hank, the ballpark pup. However, however, I'm a huge fan of Hank Aaron, and uh, I think Hank is a really good dog name, so I would go with Hank. Awesome. <laughs> um, I actually, my wife and I have two bunnies, and they are female, so that doesn't work. Um, Emma and Desi, so those aren't good brewer names, but I will go with Yelly. Ooh, nice one, Chris. I like that. I like that. It's a good pet name. I think that's a really good pick. Great pick. All of these guys, uh, what's really good is like all of them are two syllables or less, so 
uh, that makes it a lot easier for to make it a great dog name for sure. Um, I actually thought um, now our dog is a girl dog, so Robin got some consideration just because Robin can be a girl's name. Um, and we actually the closest that we got was for a brewer name was Molly for Paul Molitor. We thought that might oh be. yeah. Um, uh, didn't quite make yeah. the cut, but that would be our, our pick. Yeah, let's be realistic. How close were you to being able to convince your girlfriend to name the dog after a brewer? Um, closer, well, not as close as I thought, I guess, <laughs> would be the answer. Um, our dog actually has, well, she's all white, and she, but she has black and gold ears. And so we thought um, Flurry would be great because I live out in Vegas and the Vegas Golden Knights have Flurry as their goalie. So we thought that might be a good one too. Uh, but we, we were looking at all kinds of great names, and, uh, yeah, so it was a lot of fun to come up with it. I think back and forth, we probably vetoed, vif- like, 50 names apiece. So, but, um, yeah, that's all I got. I hope it was a lot of fun for you guys. Uh, definitely some great answers there. Yeah, well, thanks for, well, your interns putting that together for us, Scott. Um, good job today on the Rapid Nine. Um, we would like to invite our listeners to continue to give us a follow on Twitter at Brew Crew Review One. Um, especially our, our recent follower, our colleague, Tom Hondricourt. Uh, you can join him as being one of our Twitter fans. Um, also, make sure to continue to send us your email questions, podcast with an S at gmail.com. Um, Scott, do we have anything in the inbox here today for uh, fan questions? Uh, the interns, what? Okay, well, I just looked over to the interns, and they just shrugged their shoulders. So the if if they weren't fired before, they're fired now. So I don't okay, know. If you well. want to intern for us, uh, I don't know, tweet at us or something, because we're going to be looking for some. Well, okay. Um, sounds good. I guess uh, we'll get to any email questions from, from folks next week on our next podcast um, going forward. All right. Well, uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us. Thanks to our two special guests here on the program today, Chris Zantow. Um, author and, and Chris, we've put it out on our social media and plugged it before, but do you really want to quickly repeat the name of your upcoming book? Um, and and, and uh, I know you don't have an exact release date, but any other info about your book? So it's Building the Brewers, Blood Ceiling, and the Return of Major League Baseball to Milwaukee by McFarland and Company. And I don't have a date yet. I'm still also waiting on a, a cover uh, mock-up, but I should be getting that soon. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, I did put out the names of the chapters today, and I'm going to have a link out tomorrow to the synopsis of each chapter. Okay. <laughs> and our other- My Twitter oh. handle is at Joey Trav for those who want to follow me. <laughs> I was going to say thanks again to Joe Travato for joining us today. Back from the from the dead, 2007, uh, last time being in with the Brooks Review, but happy that you could join us today, Joe. Chris is very yeah, yeah, and I, also. Sorry, I just walked all over you, Joe. <laughs> it's, it's okay. I, I look forward to uh, joining you guys again 11 years from now, 12 years yeah, from now. And, and, Scott, feel free to interrupt Joe whenever you'd like because you missed opening day. So, well, uh, no problem whatsoever. Well, Joe, I hope uh, you make an occurrence uh, or an appearance on the show again in hopefully less than 12 years. And uh, Chris can be <laughs> at Zantow underscore Chris. Uh, that's that's what I thought, but I didn't want to. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> sorry, to, sorry to put you on the spot. Uh, for those of uh, those of our listeners who are curious, we don't do much in terms of a pre-production meeting, so um, we do tend to, to ad lib a little bit here on the set. So, 
Uh, in any so event, it's like, uh, it's like knowing your own. It's like knowing your own phone number. Yeah, you know. Exactly. You, <laughs> <laughs> that's right, right. Thanks, guys. Well, thanks. Go Brewers, thanks, everybody. Go Brewers. Hopefully, another successful week. Yep. Stay Go Brewers. <laughs>